internet peeps and welcome to another edition of big trouble little podcast i am joe dubs and i am andy i'm zach and we are here at episode 84 we're doing indiana jones ranking and we are up to the temple of doom so we're, we're on that harrison ford uh rage right now and <laughs> loving it every minute of it <laughs> how i live my life i'm always i'm always down to watch harrison ford movies yes Star Wars, Indiana Jones, Blade Runner, fucking, I don't care. I'll watch them all. Mystic oh, River? No? No Mystic River? Okay. What's that one where he was? He went into like an Amish land and he was like hiding and shit? Was that Most Wanted or something? Are, are you thinking about a Tim Allen movie? It sounds like you're describing a Tim Allen movie. No, hold on. Harrison Ford. I think he's describing a Richard Gere movie. No, it's it, there's a Tim Allen movie where they do that. Oh fuck, what is it? Witness, Witness is the movie. It, it's called When a Young Amish Boy is Sole Witness to a Murder. Policeman John Book, which is Harrison Ford, goes into hiding in Amish country to protect him until the trial. So, oh, I, I thought you were describing for rich or old poor the Tim Allen movie. <laughs> no. <laughs> You had me going crazy. I'm like, come on, don't tell me I'm doing a Tim Allen movie as Harrison Ford. I wish, I wish you had. That would have been way funnier. Instead, <laughs> just kind of like, oh, that movie exists. But yeah, well, whatever. Fugitive Air Force One, I don't care. They're all great. Mm-hmm. But before we get into that movie, guys, what the hell have you been watching? So, uh, and- everything. Andy's been watching a lot. No, not really. I watched... Um, I found out recently this isn't going to mean anything to anyone, and the crossover of these two fandoms is going to be really small. But I found out that there was a loop on the third movie that was directed by Seijun Suzuki, like one of my favorite Japanese directors. He did a bunch of Yakuza movies and like a bunch of fucking cool, crazy uh, stuff like that. So, of course, I had to buy it and watch it, and it was pretty great. And um, I, uh, in one day, I watched Being John Malkovich, an adaptation. Those were both written by Charlie Kaufman and directed by Spike Jones. They're both great. I'd seen them before, though. Uh, earlier today, I watched Godzilla Rates again. I think I mentioned last week I got the new Criterion Godzilla box set, and it's gorgeous and awesome, and I love it, and I would make love to it if it had a hole. Um, <laughs> Godzilla Rates again is okay. I'd never seen it before. It's okay. It's 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 really short. It's all it's an obvious quick cash in because the first movie made like bundles of money. So they said, "Oh shit, we gotta make a sequel to this." And so they made this eighty-one minute sequel to it, which is pretty good. It's pretty competently acted. Um, um, the guy from the first one's back in it, uh, Takashi Mora, but only for a scene, which is a huge letdown. But I think he was off doing something with Kurosawa at the time. I think. Maybe? I don't know. Um, no, he wouldn't. Have, I don't know if he would have been or not, but uh, it, it's fine. It, it's a fun movie. Uh, Godzilla beats up um, uh, Anguirus for the first time. It's a cool fight. They destroy Osaka. It's awesome. I watched the first episode of uh, season four of Wreck and Morty. Watched a bunch of It's Always Sunny. I played a ton of Luigi's Mansion 3 and Death Stranding. What do you think of Luigi Mansion? Is it is it going good? Because I heard your uh, thing on Facebook where you're just like, I hope it doesn't get too easy in, in, in the future. No, it's it's challenging and fun. And um, like I was thinking about it, and I have a hard time deciding which of the two games I'm going to play at any given time because Luigi's Mansion 3 is so much fun. It's way more fun than Death Stranding. But Death Stranding, I like want to know what happens next. Like Luigi's Mansion 3, I know what's going to happen is I'm going to eventually find the other two toads. I freed one toad. 
and Mario and Peach and save them and fight the boss. There's not going to be any like big surprise in that game. Oh, there there was kind of a big surprise. King Boo is back from the first game, mm-hmm. but it's in the first act, so who cares? But Death Stranding is something like when I'm playing it, like there's been more than once I got off the couch and like got near the TV because I was like trying to pay really close attention and looking at details and stuff, and I'm like wrapped up in the story but if i just want to have fun luigi's mansion 3 wins by a country mile but that doesn't make it a better game necessarily but we, we can discuss that later mm-hmm. yeah all three of us had played dead stranding so we're definitely gonna have a talk near the end of the podcast uh zach what did you watch or play i wait yeah i said that right <laughs> yeah you said it right um I haven't really been playing much, uh, mostly Death Stranding, which isn't a lot right now. I spent a Saturday evening night playing it. Um, haven't gotten real far yet. <clears throat> mm-hmm. outside, I'm there with you. Yeah, outside of that, I watched uh, I watched The Lighthouse last week, and uh, it was really good. It's uh, directed by the guy who also did The Witch. Ari something, Ari something. It also starts with an A. I can't remember his name. No, that's Robert Eggers. Oh. <laughs> You're thinking of Ari Aster, Am who I? did Hereditary and uh, uh, Midsummer. Oh. Yeah. I think it was a vowel. <laughs> <laughs> so was is Lighthouse like a action thriller, horror? What is it? It's like a... Um, there a lot of gunfights in it, or what? It's a thriller. It's debatably a psychological thriller with some horror elements. I, I can't even begin to talk about it. It would ruin the movie. Hmm. Uh, so, all I can say is it's good. Go see it. It has some of the best black and white cinema- cinematography in it I've ever seen. Nice. Um, and Willem Dafoe is fucking amazing in it. And Robert Pattinson does a good job, too. Oh, William Defoe. I haven't heard that name in a while. Yep. He's always great. He did a really good job in this movie. You said it was selected theaters, right? Uh, Yeah. I mean, it, you're no, probably... It, it got a wider release Thursday. So you should be able to see it now. And by you, I mean whoever's listening to this. It, it had a limited release up until a certain point, and now it's supposed to be in more theaters nationwide. They're doing this all the time now, and I hate it. They, they did the same thing with Dr. Sleep. It had, like, a limited release, and you couldn't see it. And now the same thing is going to happen with The Irishman. It's going to be in theaters, and we're not going to get to see it until, like, fucking two weeks from now, and then it'll be on Netflix, so who cares? Why the fuck did Dr. Sleep have a limited release? No clue. It's I, really I, stupid. I could understand why this movie kind of does, because it's kind of niche a little bit everything has a limited release now i think i think there must be some money making scheme in it or else they wouldn't keep doing it but if it's not like a marvel movie or star wars or some like big um tentpole project it's they do this all the time now i have no idea why i I don't know how it's making the money but i have to assume it has something to do with like some scheme that they have worked out with theaters or something i don't know And I hate it. So, and you played that Stranding a little bit, you said, right? <clears throat> yeah, just a just a touch. Yeah, he opened with that. Oh yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Wake up. I I just came home from work. Put your head in the game. We gotta talk about Indiana Jones. <laughs> Jesus, I'm tired too. I've been 
cleaning out my basement all day and also playing games. Oh, that, that reminds me. I had a visual gag for this podcast that no one can see. But I was playing Death Stranding, like, for a little bit in between. Like, I've been cleaning out my basement. I'm trying to put a weight bench down there. And I'm cleaning into all those other garbage, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I'm going to go treat myself to a drink. And I'm pretty sure that Death Stranding tricked my brain. And I bought I bought uh, just a plain monster because it was in the game. And I was like, oh, I want a monster. <laughs> So, so did that game like did subliminal messaging and made you buy that monster or yes and do you drink it like norman reedus where he's like almost oh falling? my god no my heart would explode like <laughs> i walked like, he breaks it i was like oh dude slow down jesus christ no and then if you if you want that extra stamina boost you gotta drink like four in a row right ten percent like, oh, extra of 25 percent. i'm like i'm not gonna do that to sam i can't i can't do that now. the first time i was like i don't want to do that and then the second time i was like yeah i want to do it now <laughs> How do you guys feel about product placement? Oh my god, I forgot how stupid these things are. Have you seen how people are like, good, these product placement monsters, they're like freaking out. It is, it's it's jarring and death stranding, I think. Like, in most games, if it's like a sports game or a racing game, put product placement everywhere, man. That's the way it is in real life. But it is jarring to see monster and death stranding. And I want to come to terms with it because I really like death stranding and kojima and and in real life i do drink monster energy drinks from time to time not the regular ones i get a bunch of the other ones the monster mules are great i've been obsessed with those lately but so i want to be like oh it's this marriage of two things i like but man it really is a little off-putting when you see it in sam's room and you're like oh what the that's fucking weird he doesn't even refrigerate them it's just weird i, I don't know it's strange i don't like it <laughs> but you know what this is by far not the first time that he's done that no, yeah. of course not. No, absolutely not. I mean, Apple iPod or, or um, uh, the, ca- the uh, calorie mate. I almost said ready mate. No, you three. Yeah. So I, I understand. Um, but those felt less juxtaposed than this does. I don't know. I, I uh, neither. I don't think either of you played Final Fantasy 15, but there's like a mission where um, uh, Gladiolus won't shut up about how great. Um, what's it called it's like the cup ramen junk he won't shut up about how good it is and it's like they take it to an extreme so that it gets campy a little bit and it's weird because it's right in the middle of all this like serious ass final fantasy shit and then it's like a joke like that if you're gonna do it you have to do it like that you have to do it like look this is product placement we're sorry we're gross whores sorry Mm -hmm. but as far as i can tell death stranding didn't do that and so it's just weird it's like Okay, so you're telling me that in the, the ruined world, after the time time fall stuff happens, uh, they're still manufacturing monster energy drinks. So where's monster manufacturing? I'm holding a can. I can find out. Um, I don't fucking know. But yeah, uh, product placement as a whole, I don't have that much of a problem with. And it didn't like ruin the game for me, but it does feel weird. And I, I don't think you can argue with that too hard. Yeah, it seems yeah. out of place. Uh, I played a little bit of Death Stranding. We'll talk about in depth. California, so the 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 Homo demons, they must be they must be manufacturing monster then, right? <laughs> well, they must be uh, you know keeping it to themselves because that's where they're they're all at west because they have. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> right, you have so much of it. You have so much of it right there in the in Central Knot City or whatever. Capital Knot City, Central got destroyed. I don't we're, I, sorry, I got us way off in the woods, the weeds, talking about Monster and all this other shit. But 
I, I sorry, I, I bought this today and I was like, oh, it'll be funny. I'll mention it on the podcast. Ha ha. But it's a visual joke and I'm an idiot. So whatever. Well, you described it pretty well. You were, you are drinking a monster. I'm looking at you drinking a monster. So yeah, I mean, you guys can see it. Mm. Ooh, disgusting. Look at it. A lot of people touch that can. Mm. All right. Um, the the thing I watched again because one of my favorite movies, and, yeah, and Spaceballs because I was feeling cheeky. Also awesome. Mm-hmm. And that's all I watch. I didn't have a long list or. What's your favorite uh, Mel Brooks movie? It's Spaceballs. It would either be that or it would have to be um, the the history one. Fuck, was it History of the World Part One? Yeah, that one. Those are my two favorite. Not many people have seen History of the World. I'm impressed. Mm-hmm. Well, nobody... I, I think today people wouldn't like... Uh, well, would probably uh, yell at Mel Brooks about his comedy. But I don't... Oh, definitely. He could not make almost any of his movies nowadays. And every also I'll see, like, someone does an interview with him. He's like, oh, I'd like to make History of the World Part Two, or I'd like to make a movie that lampoons this, or I'd like to make that. But, you know, it's not going to happen. Yeah, because he's probably like, oi vey, no, I ain't doing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's he's retired completely, even if he doesn't want to be. Mm-hmm. Let's get into some indie. Yeah. What did you guys think of the uh, intro of that movie, by the way, with the dance number? It's weird. <laughs> but I like it. It's enjoyable. Mm-hmm. I thought it was it... really... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no, no. I was just going to say it was a little too long for me, but I was like, hey, it looks pretty good. Zach, what about you? I never noticed this before, but like when Willis Scott comes out and you know they do the anything goes, and then she runs into like the the skull or whatever the fuck it is up in there, and then it, it just goes to like this other area where there's a bunch of people doing dancing. I'm, I'd like to know what's happening there. <laughs> I don't think I don't think it's part of like the reality of the movie. I think it's supposed to be like a fun throwback to when movies would do that. Yeah, they've already they've always said that these movies are supposed to be like you know adventure serials and stuff like that. But I I think it was just oh we need something to put the credits over. This will be funny or something. Yeah, and it had like a James Bond feel to it a little bit when uh you know he went up to Loud Chat whatever his name is and yeah and you know he had the artifact and they were doing a whole diamond thing and the poison yeah, he's talks and yeah yeah so i was like oh this is very james bondish I was, and i thought about it and i know it, it has to be a british person to be james bond but has harrison ford ever done a spy movie like james bond before i mean he was jack ryan i guess I, I, it's not really it's not the same i understand but mm-hmm. Not like James Bond. Yeah, he would fit it really well because, you know, ladies' man and he has the personality of James Bond, just not the accent at all. Yeah. Uh, the beginning of this movie, though, where he's like bringing the remains of Nirhachi to Lao Shea so he can, uh, the diamond, the, the deal is for the diamond, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> this is one of my favorite scenes in any of the four Indiana Jones movies. I fucking love the way this movie starts. And I really wish there was more of it. I want to see a whole movie of this, like where Indy's wrapped up with like um, 
uh, Chinese underworld, the gangs, and he's he's doing stuff like that. I guess originally this movie was supposed to uh, open with a motorcycle chase on the Great Wall of China, which also would have been fun. <laughs> what the hell? Kind of weird. It would have been weird to have that and the uh, the the minecart chase in the same movie. So maybe that's why they did it. But originally that was what was written, and they toned it down to this. And I think they made the right decision. It's like real cool, and it builds Indy's character and it sets up Willie Scott real well and it sets up excuse me short round it's that monster doing it to me sets up short round real well and uh the the guy who's playing Lao Trey gets to really uh ham it up a little bit I really like uh nice try last shade he closes the door and he laughs again like he got he, he laughs like five times in the opening this movie it's great and every time it, it's funny mm-hmm. uh what did you think of just throwing in short round there and be like, hey, he's indie sidekick? Because, of course, he'd have a sidekick. It makes sense. Hold on to your potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I like it. And I, I actually been like reading up on forums and stuff where people are just like, oh, I want to know where he met short round. I'm like, really? He tells you in the movie. Yeah. It, yeah. Th- th- that's what I said. I was like, he literally tells in the movie why do you need to have it visually why does all these like casual fans need to have like a visual of what's going on i think there's a lot of people who decided that they hate short round and willie scott because people told them everyone hates short round and willie scott and really no that's not true at all like some people do and yeah i'll I'll hear their reasons for it that's fine willie scott can be annoying i guess but i like both those characters i actually like them more every time i see this movie and i really do think like you couldn't just do um you couldn't do karen allen again it's just more interesting to have a different character Mm -hmm. so willie scott is that different character and it, it provides um more interesting scenes and it provides stuff for indy to to play off of and stuff like that and short round is i don't know short round is just fun i don't know that he provides that much to the story if i'm being honest um he figures out how to snap indy out of the the brainwashing and stuff like that and he fights the uh the 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 not king what's the maharaja i think yeah mm-hmm. yeah he fights him they, they, it feels like they wrote stuff for short round to do and otherwise he doesn't contribute a lot they just wanted a funny character in there but i still like him he has a bunch of memorable lines He's well acted. I, I don't know. I don't. I've never understood the hate for both those characters. I I don't know. I, I actually thought that Indy and Willie had good chemistry compared to the other chick in the first movie. And yeah, definitely. Because you know her being that Richie snob person, almost like a Princess Leia. It's kind of like you know the princess and Han Solo, you know, fighting back and forth, but they like l- actually love each other. Yeah, and it's it's interesting that she's like, like you say, she's like rich and spoiled. Like, um, uh, the, the British guy played by Dan Aykroyd, who does an awful job. And my, I fucking hate his. Like, is that Dan Aykroyd? Dan I was watching Aykroyd. That? He sounds yeah. awful, but he's. Oh, aren't you the famous American singer Willie Scott or whatever? And so they set up. Oh, she's famous. Like people recognize her on the street and stuff. So it's it's interesting. It's like he's he's stuck in India on his adventures with this this freaking movie well not movie star music star i guess but mm. yeah Dan Aykroyd, though, he's awful i hate him in this movie <laughs> you barely see him it's just that one throwaway thing <laughs> but why why does he do that that obnoxiously terrible british accent i hate it <laughs> zach what do you think about the characters 
I um I like both Willie Scott and Short Round. Uh, I guess Short Round was kind of come up with for some. He provides some comedy chops to play off of with Indy, and Willie Scott like annoying her and stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, I feel like he's kind of partially some throwing some kid appeal into the movie a little bit. Yeah. Uh, to I mean, get kid appeal into a movie that has like child slavery and a ton of violence, which is weird, but. I totally watched this movie as a little kid, and most of, most of the people I know did too. So you're still right. I only rip the hearts out of people I really hate. I mean, it's it's fine. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, despite that stuff, like the really dark scenes and some of the story elements, there's more co- comedic parts in this movie than what I remember the last time I saw it. Mm. Like, it's a little bit, everybody acts like it's so dark. It's very dark. There's actually, I feel like half of it's comedy. Yeah, I think it is darker than the other movies. And that's why people get that from it. Maybe. Maybe. I think but, the, um, the, the only dark scene like that like comes to mind is, you know, obviously seeing the cult members, you know, uh, praying to the statue and like ripping hearts out and putting him in fire and then obviously the the children's slavery especially seeing them get whipped and everything yeah so so not the scene where they tie indian short round to stuff and then whip them that's not dark oh yeah that, that's who i forgot about <laughs> what about this you were in he throws a shish kebab through a guy he bails yeah, a guy yeah <laughs> there's a gunfight how about that scene where indy crushes a guy Hey, he was going to save him. He, he decided at the last second, no, maybe I can save him. He's like, fuck it, he's dead. <laughs> Point is, there's more than one or two seeds, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, those scenes definitely come out as, like, violent. But, but wasn't, uh, I guess the first one wasn't as violent as this one. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. A lot of the deaths in, specifically the first movie, are, like, someone getting shot. And I know that's still violence. It's still an on-screen death. But a lot of the deaths in this movie are like eaten by crocodiles, hit with a sword, a shish kebabbed to death. Stuff like that. It's it just it's more... I mean, sure, the guy gets cut up with propeller blades in the first one. But I feel like for every guy cut up with propeller blades, there's three guys getting crushed by rock crushers in this movie. <laughs> I mean, we did watch a bunch of people get like melted and struck down by the wrath of God. Yeah. A yeah. guy's head exploded. Mm. <laughs> would you think of the uh and sorry to cut you off zach but would you guys think of like the paranormal like there was more paranormal in this one with the whole uh you know voodoo doll stuff and i don't i always mean to look this up but i never do but i don't think that's an indian thing yeah i was thinking about trying to look that up too but i didn't have enough time so, sorry dubs i cut you right off but um if it's okay, like it's a good place to segue into this movie is horribly culturally insensitive. <laughs> it just really is. It makes it makes Indian people look like like uncultured savages or something. Which, sure, if you're trying to play up the the adventure serials thing, good job. But this movie came out in the eighties, and and sure, in the eighties it was okay, but it, not for much longer. And there's a lot of stuff like like I said, it just makes them look. Look, uh, uncivilized, uncivilized, and they they eat chilled monkey braids and fucking snakes stuffed with snakes and stuff like that. And it's it's really it's really not nice to Indian people. 
yeah, that dinner scene is like kind of embarrassing, honestly. Yeah, yes. Why? It, it, here's another thing. Why didn't Indy like jump at the sight of like a snake getting cut open with more snakes coming out and crawling all over the dinner table? He was too busy talking to um that the guy. I fucking British forgot guy. his name. Well, the British guy and the prime minister. Um, yeah, the prime minister dude. Yeah. What is his name? Chatterwall. Yeah, Chatterlaw. He was he was very focused on that on that conversation. He was like interrogating him basically. Well, no, Indy Indy's of the world. Like he understands like I, I don't think that stuff would surprise him. I think that's the point. No. Like when they give him the, the, the basically what is a bunch of goop in a leaf to eat, he just like goes to town on it. Cause he knows like, oh, it's their custom. I, I don't want to insult them. This is more food than they eat in a week or whatever. Mm. She's like, I can't eat this. <laughs> eat it you're embarrassing me yeah i like the part where the snake is like dangling on her head and she like throws the snake around and, and indy just like fucking gets gets up terrified it's good good comedy moment there mm. uh, the, the campfire scene's kind of funny like they're playing poker and she's wigging out about all the, you know, the problem nature. with her is the noise <laughs> <laughs> The fucking vampire bats are scary. Yeah. What'd you think of the guy who was ripping hearts out? Molarom? Molarom. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think he has one of the best faces I've ever seen for acting. I fucking love that guy. Like, <laughs> when he's laughing, at his, his mouth is, like, scary huge. and I don't know. It's, it's, he's, he's, he's believable as a villain. He's got like, big I'm eyes. Down the street, I'd, I'd probably cross the street because I'd be like, oh, fuck, it's that guy from Temple of Doom. I'm scared of him. Yeah, he hammed it up too. He was he was great. Mm-hmm. Um, but like back to the paranormal stuff with the voodoo dolls and the uh, the, the whatever demon they were like praying to and stuff. Did it bother? Yeah, did it bother you guys, or did you just like uh, you know this is pretty good for an indie film? No, it doesn't no. bother me at all. I, I I like it because the first and third movies deal with Christianity, and that's cool. But I don't, well, I mean, I guess the first one kind of deals with Judaism, I guess. But I, I like it to branch out a little bit. And honestly, this is more exotic because I wasn't brought up on it. Like, I didn't go to weird Shiva Indian religion school on Sunday when I was a kid. I went to Sunday school. So it, it's, it's more interesting. It's more, I, I think exotic was the right word. <laughs> mm-hmm. Zach, what about you? No, I don't have a problem with it. I mean... You know, I I face down demons and devils and people that worship them regularly. <laughs> so I felt at home watching that. Yeah, I don't know. I My thing is I just want to watch an indie film where it's like Raider versus Raider kind of thing. And not be like Raider versus I am fighting to get this artifact that is part of a religion and has some powers to it. He does that in every movie. Yeah. Yeah. So you have a problem with the whole series. So you hate Indiana Jones is what you're saying. No, I don't hate Indiana Jones. I just don't like... But but it does sound like... Okay, uh, joking aside, it does sound like you didn't like this movie as much, though. Is that right? I don't like it. Because most people don't. Like, I'm not saying, oh, you're a weirdo. This is, until the fourth one came along, this was everyone's least favorite. I still like it. Not as much as uh, the first one, but 
there were times where I was just like, all right, too much comedy, too much of this paranormal. I didn't really, I'm not one of those people that like, I hate Willie and I hate Short Round because I, I loved Short Round. I thought he was pretty cool and funny. Mm-hmm. But it, it just didn't hit the mark of the first one. I, I, I felt like the first one from beginning to end hit every stride that I was just like interested in wanting to know each, you know, what's going to happen next. This one, I was kind of like, I get it. You're rich, you know, you want to fuck her. <laughs> and, you know, uh, this paranormal is taking over people and hearts are getting pulled out. Yeah. What's the payoff going to be? And obviously the payoff was, you know, bringing back the stone to the village and everybody being happy. I, uh, when I was a kid, I did not care for this movie as much. Like the, there's like the scene where um, it seems like they're going to sleep together and then, oh, I'm not that easy. Oh, I'm not. And then he goes back into his room and they both think the other one's going to come get him. And then, of course, Andy fights the guy and hangs him with his whip from the ceiling fan, and it's awesome. That was an accident. He didn't do that on purpose. No, he didn't do that on purpose. That was (laughs) the guy's fault. He threw it up. But, um, like, that that interplay between him and Willie is, like, when I was a kid, I was bored senseless by that. But now, as an adult, I find that hilarious. I like that scene a lot now. And I like even more when he comes in, and he's, like, looking around, and she's, like, "I'm, I'm right here. And he's, like, there's nobody here. And she's, like... I am. He goes, and like turns away, like, like flabbergasted. And then like, he's messing with the statue. And she's like, I'm right here. Oh, I laugh out loud at that now. But when I was a kid, bored senseless. Mm-hmm. So I think this movie has a far, well, not maybe not far. It has a more narrow um, appeal than the other two. Because when I was a kid, the first and the third movies are great. Mm-hmm. I, I love them at any age. But Temple of Doom, uh, I swear, every time I watch it, I love it more. Because I'm always older every time I watch it. And it, it, it's all started to click now that I'm an adult. It holds. But I don't know. It's, some people still don't like it. I always wonder if it's not them just not giving it another shot. They're like, I'm in the mood for Indiana Jones. I'm going to watch the one with Sean Connery. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a lot of people's thought process. They, yeah. they won't even, they, they only watch an Indiana Jones movie every few years. So it's like, well, I'm going to watch the one I remember being my favorite as a kid, which is never Temple of Doom. It's Raiders once in a while, but it's almost always Last Crusade because everyone remembers Sean Connery. And this is another time I, I'm trying not to jump ahead and talk about um, Last Crusade until next week because that's really important to like the way we structure the show and everything. But we're going to come back to it and talk about it next week. But Sean Connery is, is a better foil – or no, he's a better um, – Indy's the straight man, and short round slash Sean Connery, they are the the, the funny man, kind of. Like, that's where the comedy's coming from. Mm-hmm. And the fact that Indy is there being realistic and, like, picking up the pieces and, and, and stuff like that, that, that's where the comedy's coming from. And I think Sean Connery does a better job of it than short round. And it might be because they had the benefit of having already made this movie, or it could be the actor, or it could be any other number of factors, but... I, th- I think people remember that one as being their favorite, and they just never give Temple of Doom another shot. It's not fair because this movie's great when you're an adult. It's great any time, but I think it's better when you're an adult. Yeah, I love Short Round. I think he's funny as fuck, and I think I I, I, I like the part where Indy's fighting the big guy who eventually dies on that like meat, uh, rock crusher thing, 
and uh, you just see Short Round just beating up the fucking prince on in, on the the cliff because he's obviously being. Uh, <laughs> I, I just really like the line. Uh, well, what's he say specifically? Short Round, quit messing around with that kid. Come over here and help me, or something like that. <laughs> They're both just looking at him, like <laughs> like he has no idea that any of that happened. Yeah, I'm gonna admit, like I was confused about the prince. Uh, the I almost said princess, the prince, uh, because I was like, was he taken over and in this trance the whole movie? Or yeah, I mean, he'd been mind controlling him uh, the whole time. That's what's implied. Is uh, he talks about when he's gonna torture and convert Andy? He says, "Oh, we're gonna we're gonna conquer the the Muslim God and the Christian God will be thrown down and forgotten and blah 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 blah." But it's implied that um, uh, thuggy culture had been driven out of India, partially by the British, partially just by the, the progress of of culture and time and society and stuff like that. But oh, the thuggy are back. We're, we, we're, we've taken over this part of India, and that, that's what it. That's what I took it to mean anyway. Is we brainwashed the the Maharaja. We brainwashed um, these other guys. Uh, I I think Chatterlaw is supposed to be. An actual bad guy. I don't know if he's mind controlled or not. I, I think he's just an actual bad guy. So I think Chatterwall and Molaram are like the bad guys. Mm-hmm. Zach, do you have any notes about this movie that you want to bring up? <clears throat> I was always kind of confused about the part where uh, they make Andy drink the blood and they like turn him. They, you know, he he lives in the dark dream and shit. You know, yeah. That's that's what they did to him in the ritual, and then it seems like he's turned. And I always don't really get what they're going for with that. Where is he faking being mind controlled, or is he actually mind controlled? No, he's actually mind controlled because he only snaps out of it because Short Round burns him or mm. something, and Some, then he, Short Round realizes all fire that breaks the spell. Well, sometimes, like like okay, like it for instance when he's laying down in that fucking on that stone slab, and he's like convulsing and shit. <laughs> yeah. And then he just sits up and he just kind of looks like normal. Like he kind of, like he realized like maybe this is bullshit. I, I beat it or something. I don't know. No, I, I, I think he's like in shadow and he laughs all like insane though. Yeah, I don't know. He had a grin, like an evil grin when he uh, sat up and stuff. Maybe you read it wrong. I don't know. No, he's, he's being mind controlled. I'm sure. And it's kind of a shame because that, that is the element of this movie. I think I like least. The fact that they mind control Indy. I don't know what else they could have done to have that level of um, suspense. They could have just tied him up and been like, oh, we're going to burn Willie Scott. Watch us sacrifice her, you chump. But I don't know. Maybe there's something to thuggy history about mind control that I'm unfamiliar with. I I have to admit, um, having been raised in the West, for that matter, being raised in the United States, I bet you um, the United Kingdom people know more about India than I do. Uh, I, I don't know much about Indian history, and that's a shame because every time I learn about it, it's really interesting and fascinating. But here I am in my 30s, and I still don't know dick about Indian history. That's my point. I, I read up about the thuggy culture, actually, and it seemed like it was more like a band of uh, of thieves and uh, just, I don't know, fucking miscreants. Did they mind control people? No. Well, then what the fuck? Where's that coming from? Honestly, it seems like there's a lot of embellishment with, like, the whole Kali thing. It, they weren't, from what I read, they weren't a cult. It was just, like, some kind of, it felt like it was just a, a group of miscreants and thieves hmm. that just gained notoriety or something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I didn't. I didn't really dig the whole voodoo doll thing. Like I, I kind of cringed a little bit every time like he was getting voodoo dolls on the conveyor belt. I thought it was. I thought it was funny because of how he was reacting to it. But I was just like, it kind of brought me out of. Even though I saw a guy just get his fucking heart pulled out of his body. But I don't know. And then it catches on fire. That shit's cool. <laughs> Also, Molaram has a cool little trap door to laugh at people and get away all of a sudden. <laughs> I fucking love that part. Oh my god. <laughs> he just like disappears. He's <laughs> like, later, bitch. I'm just like, I always laugh. Um, the end scene when the bridge, I loved it. Oh, it's great. It's classic. And when he's in the middle and then he tells Short Round and Willie to hang on, I was like, yeah, this is, this is totally what Indy would do. Well, he tells Short Round in Chinese, which is very wise, or in Mandarin, probably. And then, hang on, lady, we're going for a ride. <laughs> he's like, oh my god, no. <laughs> um, the end kiss scene. I, uh, all right. <laughs> I, I, what I'm going to say about this is like, was she actually being pissed off? Like, I'm never going on the trip with you, but and then when she got whipped, like, I guess it kind of turned her on and fell for him. Or, yeah, doesn't that, don't don't you get turned on when you get whipped? Yeah, weirdo. Fucking, what the fuck's wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, fucking... no, I, I think it is a bit of an antiquated uh, 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 a sexist kind of scene, but uh, part of it's still charming. It was the 30s. What do you want? No, it was the 80s. It was the third. The movie takes place in the 30s. <laughs> the fantasy 30s. Yeah. Yeah, it, it bugs me. I thought about this several times watching the movie. This movie takes place in 1935, which means it takes place before Raiders. So every time you think Indy might die, you can dissolve away all the tension to yourself by saying, oh, but he obviously doesn't die. He was in Raiders. It's true. Yeah, I, I hate that. I don't like what when series do that all the all the indie stories are like that though if you ever read any of the books or anything they all pl take place during different times yeah yeah i mean they had the whole television show where it was him as a kid and teenager and whatever yeah dude fucking indie's ripped by the way when he has that one sleeve that's like ripped open and shit i mean he's shirtless when he's mind controlled that's that's how you know he's mind controlled it's his shirts off mm. <laughs> When you, when you get mind controlled, you also have to get half naked. That's that's a side effect. Oh, who was that other English guy that was like talking to him? Like obviously the other guys were like in the end, but the, like the one guy that was near him while he was getting mind controlled, like he was like talking to him. Who was that? Uh, he he was like a colonel or something. Oh, I captain think. or captain? Captain something. Blum Blumbart Blumbert Blumbert. <laughs> what, a, what a fucking name, Blumbert. It really is. He's a British guy. He's there. Uh, Wait, when he's getting mind controlled, are you talking about Chatter Law or are you talking about? Hold on, let me get IMDb up. Because uh, um, Blumbert is the the fat guy, the, huh? Isn't he fat? Like, kind of chubby? Yeah, he's chubbier, yeah. But I'm not talking about that guy. Oh man, I wish I. That's where I know him from. He's a uh, he's the butler in The Shining. Oh shit! Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I was thinking that watching this movie, I was like, he was in something else I saw, and I forgot to look it up till we were talking about him just now. But yeah, he's uh, 
he's he's Grady, and he and 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 Jack Nicholson's like I I've heard about you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Weren't you the uh, caretaker of this place? He says, uh, "No, I I was I haven't watched that movie in a while. I need to watch it before I go see Doctor Sleep." Yeah, I don't know who the guy is, by the way. He, I mean, it could be, if you're talking about Chatter Wall, he has a bit of a British accent going on because he studied at Oxford. When Indy turns up, he says, oh, Dr. Jones. I, I, last time I heard that name was when I studied at Oxford. That's how they explain, oh, that's why this guy's educated and has a slight, like he speaks better than the other Indians. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. that, that if, if that's who you mean. I, I think that's what I'm going for. That's the guy. But uh, closing uh, points on the Temple of Doom. We'll start with Zach. Uh, nobody really talked about the minecart thing. That, that oh, yeah. Seems... You know, the, the most iconic thing that happens in this entire movie? Pretty much. Like, great action scene. And, yeah, it, I would say it influenced a lot of fucking things. They made a ride out of it. I feel like the Donkey Kong minecart stages are pretty much ripped off from it directly. Mm-hmm. I uh I rode the original version of the ride at Disneyland too there in Anaheim. It was fun. World of I was, Land. I was aware I was aware of the um the uh minecart sequence in this movie before I was aware of any of the other indie movies because of Muppet Babies. <laughs> Muppet huh. Babies. God. Uh, but yeah, that that, that minecart scene was good and uh when the prince was like, you got to make a left turn, did they, was that the turn that they're supposed to be getting out of here? Yeah, they were supposed to go left. They went right. Mm. You could tell it was the right way because the light coming out of that tunnel yeah. was blue, not <laughs> red. It's like, it's like safe, safe, easy mode blue. And the other one's like danger, red lighting. <laughs> I got that too. That was <laughs> Yeah, me watching it, I was kind of like, I want to play Mario Kart for some strange reason. I don't know why. I just <laughs> got the feeling to play Mario Kart. Well, Yahoo. Uh, any closing point? Any more closing points, Zach? Or you, you just brought up the minecart? I almost said Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, uh, I pretty much agree with what Andy's saying. Where it's like, seems like every time I watch it, I do like it a little bit better. It used to be my least favorite, but it wasn't like I I didn't I, you know it wasn't like I disliked it or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just yeah, over time I get it more. I find more things interesting about it. Like when they're talking about all the the Indian history and stuff like that, um, and I'm thinking about like all you know when Britain used to be involved in India and all, all that kind of stuff. Kind of brings extra context into it. Shit, I didn't know when I was a kid and a dumb teenager. Yeah. Indian or Indians, the, the British really care about all their colonies. It makes us all feel feel like well cared for children. Yeah, yeah, like I could get that stuff now. Yeah, when you're a kid, you're like, well, it's right over your head. But now that you're an adult, you know that India was one of the biggest parts of the the uh, British colonial empire or whatever. It, it makes more sense now. <laughs> um, I still really like it, but yeah, that's all I got. Do you recommend it? Of course. All right, uh, Andy. What about you? With your closing and recommend or not? That that what that kind of was my closing statement is um, give this movie a shot if you haven't seen it since you were younger because you're gonna love it now. That that's the shortest way to put it. I I, uh, I love this movie a lot. Um, it doesn't have everything going for it, 
uh, like I said, I think there's a better um, there's a there's a better comedy to the foil in the next movie. I think there's a better villain in the first movie, and, um, and a couple other small things. Some of the effects in this movie are distracting, like <laughs> especially stuff that has to do with matte paintings in the background. The matte paintings are gorgeous, but I mean, like whenever there's an effect over it, like when the plane crashes against the mountains. If you're watching this movie in high definition, it's like really distracting because it, it plays on the background but not the foreground. Mm-hmm. And it's just bad. Um, but all the model stuff in this movie is gorgeous, and I love um, the the Molarom animatronic with the burning hand in it. Like if you look closely, you can see that it's animatronic, but in a way, it makes it even scarier. I I, I don't know why. It just it's because he's like inhuman and it's on fire and he's laughing and. Whatever, watch this movie again if you haven't in years. It's great. I uh, I like it not as much as Raiders of the Lost Ark, but you know just enough that it's going to be at my number two spot on my list. Um, we'll get their rankings soon, but uh, I just it it just didn't hit the notes that Raiders did, and I was still entertained watching the Temple of Doom because of the cast and. The chemistry that they were having, all three of them, I just thought were amazing. But the paranormal stuff, the voodoo dolls kind of like brought me out a little bit. But knowing that there's always going to be powers in every there's, there's paranormal stuff in all of them, though, that's unfair. <laughs> You're just racist. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, but I, I totally recommend this film. Um, Zach and Andy, where did you put your Temple of Doom ranking? Number two uh for now uh raiders barely beat it and there there was a while there i don't know four or so years ago where i would have said temple of doom is my favorite but i uh i, I just like the bad guy in raiders so much and it's a little more classic and blah 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 but barely barely temple of doom is number two mm-hmm. zach, zach what about you temple doom is number two but it's not barely <laughs> there's more of a gap between those two movies for me Cool. So we're all in agreement so far. Raiders number one, Temple of Doom number two. So um, the next movie we're going to be watching, Indiana Jones, is The Last Crusade. And apparently this is the most liked one, you said, Andy? I thought it was. I mean, just um, anecdotally, mm. talking to people in real life. I've never like looked at like fucking... BuzzFeed top Indiana Jones IGN ranks Indiana Jones. I, I I'm not judging off that stuff. Just talking to real people in real life. Generally speaking, people tend to like. Hello. Uh oh. I think we this lost. Most love, like. Oh, we lost you. For, we lost you for a second. What did you say? Oh, just uh, yeah. Anecdotally, it seems like talking to people in real life, they always think the third one's the best. Okay. Oh. It, it gets played on TV more than the other two do, I think. Oh, I didn't know like, that. Randomly during, like, you know, if you're flipping through TV Guide or some shit, it seems like Last Crusade's going to be on there more than the other two. Well, I heard about Crystal Skull. I heard how, you know, amazingly bad that movie is, so. Have you never seen it? I've never seen it before. What the fuck? Uh, oh, my God. That's going to be interesting. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so make sure you watch um, The Last Crusade and then come back here and then we'll talk about it. Just like how we do it every week here on Big Trouble Little Podcast. Um, 
All right, let's get into some news and and stuff that we played. So I saw Terminator, Dark Fate over the weekend. And why didn't you say that when we were talking about what we saw? Oh yeah, that's right. Because <laughs> he didn't want to. He wanted to forget. <laughs> so if you're going into this film being like, oh man, there's a sequel to T2 and they ignore three Salvation and Genesis. I mean, completely ignore Genesis because that's a shitty movie. But um, boy, do they shit on T2. I don't know if you guys want me to go into spoilers at all. Do it. I'm never going to watch this movie. When you're like, you want to watch Terminator? You asked us. I was like, no, I knew this movie was going to be fucking terrible. Andy, what? <laughs> I'm good. I own the first one and second one, and I'm kind of done. <laughs> okay, so I remember how there was reports that Edward Furlong, or whatever his fucking name is, John Connor from T2 is going to be in this movie. Yeah. They de-aged him and Sarah Connor and pretty much kill him in the beginning of the movie. Uh, okay. <laughs> and, what the fuck? And pretty much Judgment Day didn't happen because Skynet failed, and the logical thing to come up with is that another AI called Legion uh, sent Terminators while Skynet was failing just as a failsafe. And they're protecting this girl named Danny because she's the new leader of the resistance because fuck John Connor. Why? That kills the whole plot of Terminator. What the fuck? Yeah, like what? Why? Why do that? I I, I don't want to be like political, but I guess I am gonna be. I I think they just wanted to have the same story, just with women. It kind of not... does seem like that on the face of it. Like, so there's nothing in the movie that tries to explain it. No, she's just a new leader, and they have to protect her. So they're pretty much doing T two. Just with a female, and there were, there was a lot of like rehashed scenes and stuff from even T three and Genesis that like somehow converted into this movie. Like they they redid scenes and stuff, and Arnold was one of the Terminators that killed John Connor, and apparently grown a conscience that he felt bad for killing John Connor, so he went away and built a family. With what? A... Just, like, independent of anything? He just develops it? Yeah. No, that's stupid. Yeah, and it... If... They could have done something special with this. They could have done this Legion, this new AI is, like, this new Skynet kind of thing, and I would have digged it because, like, oh, Skynet, you're a failure. You know, I am Legion. I'm gonna... You know, do better than what you did. I'm gonna make Judgment Day actually happen, and you bitch. The Terminator, like they had like a hybrid human slash robot thing, kind of like in Salvation with Marcus. Huh. That was the one that was protecting Danny, and then they had like this like other Terminator that was like cloning himself, almost like the T1000 in Terminator Two. So. I saw in the trailer, there's like a regular Terminator, but it has like a T-1000 as its skin, so it can break into two people or whatever. Mm -hmm. That seemed fun. That seemed cool. Yeah, the action scenes were great. Oh, okay. The, the only thing I have to say is like, 
I want something new. I want what to, what I really loved about Salvation is that it tries something new. And people complained about Salvation because like, oh, it's not this, it's not the future war that Kyle Reese was talking about. It's like, dude, it's the early future war. It's when John Connor was becoming the leader in in some way. He was building. Yeah, that movie was all right. It was it was. I liked it way better than three. Like it was just kind of a fun action movie. It didn't try to get all up its own ass or anything. I have to ask a question because I don't love T three, but I don't hate it as much as people do. Why does everybody hate T three? I haven't seen it since high school, so I wish I could give you a better answer. But I just I remember like not even. I, I remember the scene where he's like carrying the um coffin that's full of weapons and shooting up all the police cars i remember that being kind of fun but other than that it just there's nothing memorable in it there's a there's a shitty there's a shitty fight with like a proto terminator in the weapons place in the mountain mm-hmm. and it, it's boring and it sucks I, I don't know i i don't really agree with that i actually kind of enjoyed that movie it wasn't like amazing or anything it's nothing like the other two terminator movies but it was fun I don't know. <laughs> I th- I think what I loved about T three, I think it gets hate because of like oh T two had the perfect ending where you're just like oh we stopped Judgment Day and it should have ended right there and then all of a sudden T three is like oh Judgment Day has been delayed and then you know Skynet still just nukes the world again. I kind of liked seeing Skynet take over. That was my highlight of that movie. I'm going to maybe say something that might be kind of controversial about Terminator. Okay. And it's that the reason why I think that this franchise couldn't really gain any traction after two is because it's such a simple idea, like for a movie or two. And it's like, they kind of ended it perfectly in two. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, they tried to make it a franchise and I don't think you could force a franchise on such a, I'm not calling it like it's a really simplistic basic idea, but it's like kind of a concise idea for a good sci-fi horror movie. Yeah. And it played itself out in two movies. Honestly, if you put the first movie in a vacuum, I'm kind of impressed that they made such a good sequel to it anyway. Because if you take just the story of the first one, I could see walking away from that and being like, well, this is a sci-fi classic. There's nothing to do with this. Yeah, honestly. But the, the second one, even more so like, walk away from that and say, what can we do with this? And now we know um, not much, except I guess the war does happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it would have been pretty cool if like maybe Legion was a good AI and like Danny and the hybrid Terminator woman thing was like, you know, protecting this Danny person because she's going to put a virus in Legion and when she puts the virus in Legion, the Legion's going to cause, like, Judgment Day 2.0. I wish it was different, but it was just the same old bullshit. Gotta protect this person because they're the leader of the resistance and yada, yada, yada. And I'll say this, it's worse than Genesis. And, and that's an understatement. <laughs> but yeah, don't go see it. If you want to watch it, pirate it. Because <laughs> it's okay. Fucking- Apparently, apparently it bombed at the box office too, which I feel like just, I don't know. 
I never could really get into any of the other Terminator stuff as much after the first two movies. It was always just like, yeah, I just said Terminator 3 was kind of a fun movie. That's kind of it, though. I don't really look back on it really fondly or something. I like the arcade game. That's all I got. <laughs> yeah. I, I try. I watched uh, the, uh, fuck, Salvation. It was okay. It was fun. There was that TV show. I just, I, I couldn't get into that. Oh, the TV show was great. I, I didn't want to watch Genesis. I did not want to watch this. No. <laughs> but do you want to watch Sonic? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> that that was my segue. Um, <laughs> Figured. The internet's excited. There's a new Sonic now. Woo! Yeah, I, I admit, like, I'm kind of impressed that the studio was like, all right, we listened to you. We're going to fix it. This is an interesting, like, even if you don't care about Sonic, the situation surrounding this movie is interesting to me. Yeah. Because it's like, it obviously cost Paramount a fuck ton of money to delay this movie, to change all the fucking CGI that has to do with Sonic. From what I understand, they rewrote bits of it too. And I think it maybe it got re edited, but I'm not sure about that. But it's just like, even if you don't give a fuck about Sonic the Hedgehog, but do care about movies, this is still something interesting to look at because the backlash from fucking neckbeards on Reddit or whatever <laughs> caused them to change this movie. And, and, and frankly, I don't care who you are. If you saw the trailer, the way they cut it originally and the way Sonic looked, there's no way that was going to be good. It just looked awful. Sonic looked awful. And the trailer was like, I, I remember ranting when it came out on the show about how I was kind of excited because I thought it was going to be like so cluelessly, terribly awful. It was going to be super fun to see. But this new trailer partnered with the fact that Sonic doesn't look like trash anymore. But this new trailer is cut competently and instead it just looks like a, eh, okay, movie, which (laughs) kind of disappoints me. Like it doesn't look awesome and it doesn't look hilariously terrible which I think is a death knell for it. But still, I'm interested to see, like, where the whole story plays out. Like, it would be just fucked if this movie ended up being, like, super great or something. I, I, I It won't. <laughs> it won't, I know. But ah, it, it, just, it would be so interesting, and I want to know what, how, this, how this concludes. Like, I don't even know if I'll go see the movie at this point. I just want to know how it does. Also, uh, Jim Carrey is Robotnik. Uh, sounds and looks stupid, but goddamn it, I love it. I, I really do. I like it. I like the stupid mustache on him, and I can't wait. <laughs> All right. I'm going to make a ballsy, friendly wager. I bet you guys $20, either PSN or Nintendo uh, card, that this movie hits... Uh, what was the budget of this movie? Who knows now? Yeah, I mean, I think at this point it's not known as much, right? I I know that it cost them. There was something on Twitter from like the director or something that was like, "It's costing this much of the budget or this much money to redo it." I, I we heard you. We hope you'll like what we do. And obviously, generally speaking, like just judging from like uh, memes, subreddits and stuff like that. People tend to like it. Like stuff I'm seeing on Facebook is positive. Stuff I'm seeing on Reddit is positive. And uh, I don't think I've looked at Twitter, but I have to assume it matches also. I'm going to make a ballsy. I'm going to say 1.2 million on the first weekend. <laughs> I, I think it's going to get good reviews from people, not, not critics. The published budget 
This is this is what they say they've spent on it. It's ninety million dollars right now. Oh Jesus, I won't go that high. That's that's just way too much. But I I, I think it's gonna hit one point two million on the weekend. That's it. Yeah. So you, you think it's gonna flop hard? I think it's gonna be better than what I thought it was gonna be before, where it was gonna be like seven hundred k over the weekend. No, I think it would have made more than that. There's too many dumb kids and people and families. It's not. It's not just kids. Like it's a meme now. Yeah. So I feel like a lot of people are gonna like joke see it, and I think that's gonna help this movie a lot. Like initially, mm. but I don't know. Uh, no pun intended here, but I don't know if it's gonna have legs. Like I don't know if it's gonna keep playing super well after that initial like lol I saw Sonic lol kind of stuff. <laughs> mm. But that's that's my wager. If you guys want to make counter wagers, remember it's twenty dollars PSN or Nintendo. Uh, I don't know. I, I can't imagine what I think it'll do. It doesn't. You guys don't need to do it now. Maybe you think about it and maybe do a counter one next week. I, I want to do it because it's fun and it'll be something interesting for the show. But I, I really don't. Uh, I'm having trouble. It's just. No, they wouldn't do like a limited release thing or anything like that. So, mm-hmm. when's it come out? It comes out like, uh, like uh, yeah, it's Valentine's Day. That's right. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. So we we got time. So mm. I'll give you guys a week to come up with what you guys think, and if you guys want to counter with a a bet, we could each uh, we could each say what we think it's gonna do. It's opening weekend, and then just do like prices right rules or something. Yeah, we could do that. Cool. Cool. I think it'll make a dollar. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Andy wins because it made $5. Um, what do you call it? Uh, well, Zach, did you have any uh, comments you want to talk about the Sonic trailer? I, um, I didn't watch it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just know that I just know that he looks better. It's like, okay. And I'm kind of surprised that this whole situation happened anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really interesting. So... I don't know, maybe it seems like they really did want to do a good job because before this thing could have just been another really awful, bad blemish on Sonic the Hedgehog, like Sonic 06 and stuff like that. Yeah, Sonic Sonic uh, doesn't need any more of those. It already has like half a dozen. Yeah. I, I, want, a, <laughs> I want a Sonic movie where he turns into a Sonic werewolf. No. Go play <laughs> that stupid fucking game then. <laughs> One of the things they added to this trailer that I, I don't think it's confirmed that it was added in like rewrites or re-edits or anything, but the trailer starts with Sonic like in like a regular ass Sonic Mobius looking area, like with the loopy loops and everything. And then he's like, in order to save my world, I had to come to your world or something like he's talking to someone. Mm. I feel like that was added or something. I don't know. It's just me probably, but I feel like they added that. Later, it's like no, 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 no. Sonic, Sonic's still like regular old Sonic. He just like came to our world, oh, because it costs less money. <laughs> yeah, because the other trailer, they made it sound like it was an alien. Like, oh, I, I crash landed onto your planet. Right. I mean, there's still people calling him an alien, but I guess it's a little more believable because I mean, what else would you call him? He's from another dimension, but there's not really a word for that. But I feel like Sonic is in the real world the same reason Beastmaster Two and Masters of the Universe take place in our world. It's because <laughs> it costs less money to shoot. <laughs> you just shoot in LA and you don't have to build expensive fantasy sets. Just mentioning those movies makes me laugh. Yeah, but it, that's what I wanted out of Sonic. I wanted it to be like an awful 
dumpster fire. But instead, I think it's just going to be like, eh, eh. So, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, you brought this up last night while me and Zach were doing our getting some color podcast. Uh, but the Star Wars thing that was happening, you know more than we do. I kind of skimmed it a little bit. And... Oh, I didn't necessarily want to talk about that on the show, but um, yeah, elaborate on that. Is that is George Lucas really involved in this shit now? That's what I read. Uh, an article says that they they did all the shooting and they were doing all the editing, and there are three edits of Rise of Skywalker. One of them was done chiefly by like Kathleen Kennedy and like the inner sanctum of like the the, the Lucas at Disney kind of team. The inner and circle. They <laughs> tested it with audiences, and they got like a. T- 26 or something abysmal holy fuck so they recut it who got involved the the president of disney and some other people bob Iger. bob Iger, yeah, bob Iger. bob Iger and some other people got involved and they recut it and showed it to test test, test audiences again and it still only got like a 60 which for disney isn't good enough and then i guess this is what the article says and i i still i, I didn't find I didn't find more stuff to back this up, but they said that they went to George Lucas and they said, oh, help us fix our Star Wars. And he did something to it and they tested it with audiences and it got like an 89. So apparently there are three different cuts of this movie and the one we're going to see is the one that George Lucas got to work on, which is which is morbidly interesting to me. Yeah. That's That's terribly interesting. And there was... I don't know if I want to say it on the show or not, but I guess I will because I said that, so now I have to. But I, I have I have this kooky conspiracy theory where I think um, Darth Vader is going to be in the movie, <laughs> and I have like a ton of evidence. And if I if I got off in the weeds, I'd talk for like half a fucking hour about why I think that. But the article said something about like he introduced a different Skywalker to the final act or something. That Skywalker is Anakin Skywalker. It's Darth Vader. Darth Vader's in this movie. To bring balance back to the Force. Yes. He's going to... Some, something something stupid like that. And yeah. I know that I know that people... Be, oh, Darth Vader! I fucking love Darth Vader! Oh, my pants! Oh. But... <laughs> I, uh, God damn it, it's frustrating. Oh, no one's ever really dead. The Emperor's back. Like, it was already like, oh, okay, you need to try to be a little original. I saw another clickbaity article that was like, um, Rise of Skywalker took more risks than Force Awakens, and Ryan Johnson is the reason. And, and like, without clicking it, you realize it's because of where he left it off at Last Jedi. Like, they had no choice but to do some more interesting, creative stuff. And thank God, because that's what I wanted. I don't want to just see Return of the Jedi again. But I don't know. There's lots of speculation and stupid bullshit surrounding that movie. And like I said, I didn't necessarily want to talk about it on the show. But if Darth Vader's in it, you fucking heard it here first. And I've I've had my tinfoil hat on for months over this. But Darth Vader's going to be in the final act of that movie. It's going to piss me off. Because he was... Uh, sorry. No, never mind. Never mind. Move on. Move on. He, he, no, it's kind of adding on a little bit. So it might even enrage you even more. But I think what might happen is either A, Palpatine like controls Ray to be like bad. And in order to balance it, Anakin's force ghost like convinces Kylo to like help or vice versa it might be the other way where Kylo is being controlled by the Emperor 
and Anakin, you know, controls or shows the way to Rey on how to beat the Emperor, which is stupid. But I, I, I don't know. But they can obviously do it because that scene in Rogue One showed as much. Like there's a convincing scene where Darth Vader kills a bunch of people. So mm. technically, it's possible. Um, they would want to do it because it would make them a fuck ton of money. They could like market Darth Vader again, just like they did when episode three came out. Cause you remember there was a fuck ton of, uh, Darth Vader, like toys and stuff. They put Darth Vader on like cereal boxes and pop tart boxes, but he's only in the movie for like fucking 45 seconds. So, you know, if they were, if they were that gross about it, then why wouldn't they do it now? Uh, whatever. Like I said, I'm, I'm trying to get away from it. Cause I'll, I've been thinking about it a lot. It pisses me off. <laughs> Uh, I guess we'll go into a little Death Stranding here. Um, Andy, what are you up to in Death Stranding? Uh, walking around, doing stuff. Like what chapter? Uh, like two, I think. Uh, not far. Yeah, you're did, still... you, did you open up the first uh, fucking station or whatever? No, I think, I think I'm going to go do it or something. Okay, I'm a little bit further than you are then. No, I, I, I've been playing it pretty leisurely. I... I'm having fun with it. Uh, the games, a lot, of, a lot of people seem to be real down on the gameplay, but like the way that this game coaches you to play it is the way that I play games like Breath of the Wild or the Elder Scrolls games. Mm-hmm. Like I'm always like dicking off in the wild, being real careful, climbing up shit, doing weird stuff with my gear. So I don't. I feel like I'm. I was worried I wasn't, but I'm starting to realize I do fall into the target audience for this game pretty perfectly. So I'm happy about it. I know that later you can like fabricate weapons and stuff. I haven't done any of that yet, obviously, but I'm still enjoying just like scanning the environment and understanding what terrain I can I can traverse and excuse me, goddamn this monster, <laughs> uh, figuring out what I can scale and where I where I should ford a river and stuff like that. I, I like meticulous little uh, moving around stuff like that. And, and plus, the story's super interesting, and the acting's great, and I love the soundtrack. They put the soundtrack out on vinyl. I'm fucking buying it. Yeah, Lol Roar is uh, added on my Spotify now because of this game. I'll say yeah, and uh, I like I like uh, I like churches. I like um, uh, and the neighborhood's not bad. I, I usually don't like them that much, but they have a song in this game that I, I dig, and yeah, a bunch of bunch of cool um, uh, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I was trying to think of a genre, but uh. Zach, what about you? What's your opinion? I know you said it kind of live on stream. We didn't do it during the wrestling podcast, but you kind of brought your ideas. But let's rehash them a little bit. Or- oh, uh, uh, you mean? I I don't know. You confused me. What are you What are you referencing? <laughs> oh, wait, not ideas. I'm sorry. You like Death Stranding? Yes or no? Yeah, yeah I like it so far. Good. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what he meant for you to say. But yeah, pretty much. I'm like losing semen. Oh There's my a squirtle god! Here. Squirtle. That squirtle's in Death Stranding. Pokemon's coming out in fucking a week. Less than yeah. a week now. I don't yeah. care. You fucking children can play it. <laughs> but no. Uh, I like it so far. Uh, gameplay is is not boring or anything like to me because i yeah I'm, i kind of like trying to figure out the environment and i'm weirdly getting into like picking up all this 
fucking lost delivery things and shit. Me fucking too. Because when I learned, oh, you learn more shit and you get more things when you do it. It's like, well, okay. I want to. Yeah, I want to know more about all this weird shit that's going on. <laughs> so, I love. Uh, I know that this drives some people crazy, but I fucking love that in uh, Kojima's games, and especially this one because he invented a bunch of shit. I like that they use acronyms and slang for stuff, and they don't look at the camera and go, "BB, oh, you mean." Uh, something baby and uh, you mean like when it does that they don't they don't do that shit they just say oh it's gonna get too much what they say cherry in, in the air near the city now nah, we can't do that and you're like I don't know what you're talking about yet oh they, Ky- they, they let you learn as you go they don't like fucking jam it down your throat it doesn't say new blog entry available hit the start button and go to log to learn what this means they don't do that shit mm-hmm. it's just yeah. just stick with it you'll learn it helps that Sam they is in kind of a position where they explain a little bit to him. Yeah. Like he's, he's not really a fish out of water, but he's so disconnected from, it seems like everybody that they feel, they feel like they have the need to reiterate points to him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is kind of the opposite of like, I think I made a reference to like, you know, a game that did something like this way back uh, was final fantasy 13 and it failed miserably at that idea. Where they just drop you in a world, start dropping acronyms and shit, and Falsy, Lassie, Aseeth, and you're like, what the fuck does all this shit mean? They just kind of tell you, go to the glossary. Yeah, that's and not, just leave it I, there. I hate that, because they're like, if you want to know what this is, go to the log, read the glossary, blah, blah, blah. And Death Stranding might do this a little bit later, I don't know yet, they haven't yet, but it's, they never, they don't, you, you don't even have a glossary. It's just, hey you need to pay attention or you're not going to know what a BT is. Okay. I guess I'll pay attention. I, I still don't know what BT stands for. And if you guys know, don't tell me, but I know what it is. I understand that it's the weird floaty, scary dead people. that are going to get me. Okay. I almost spoiled it for you on what it means, but. Um... Yeah, I used, I used context clues. I'm, I'm not a complete retard. Like modern game developers think I am. <laughs> Here's my thing. I went into the game low expe- expectations because of seeing all the trailers that Kojima put out there. You just walking around and like he showed at uh, Tokyo Game Show where you're in this like little private room and you're looking at Norm- Norman Reedus's junk and watching him take yeah, a shit. It's like a little army man and stuff. What? Is, that's so weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As his monsters. Yep. <laughs> but uh, I went into it. I was like, oh man, this is just me going to be walking from delivery to delivery just to see what the story unlocks. And what I told Zach last night is that I love the challenges of like stacking all these packages on my back, like a skyscraper and trying to get over a rock that I know that, or a mountain that I can't climb, but I just want to see if I could do it. Also, um, uh, obviously not where you are, Dubs, because you're in goddamn Florida. But uh, it snowed here today, and but nonetheless, even though it snowed, all I can think about is how much I want to go for a hike because mm. this game makes me think about backpacking. And I don't know, I might, I might go. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to get outside and 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 you know walk up and down some nonsense. But it's that, it's that good well-timed snow where fall is dying off, but there's still some foliage. You get, I just you get a little bit of that color. I wonder if winter won't be rough, but yeah, it's it's it looks nice outside. It's just cold as fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, obviously I'm further than you guys, so I'm not going to spoil anything, but like, yeah, you do get more weapons, you get more items, there's more things that unlock in the terrain that make you go, oh, this is why I went through this, like, uh, gr grudging first two episodes where I'm just, like, walking around doing these errands for people. And like I said, I'm still digging walking around doing errands for people, so it's fine with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm I'm more into finding out what the story is going to tell me than anything. And so far, what I've been seeing, I'm digging. The acting acting is great because you got Leia Sadu, you have Norman Reedus, you have Tommy Lee, uh, Tommy Earl Jones. I almost said Tommy Lee Jones, but Tommy Earl Jones. Yeah, he does a really good job. I like him. Mm -hmm. I was super disappointed that Guillermo del Toro doesn't voice Dead Man. He just he just is the body for it. Oh, that's so disappointing. I love yeah. Morris voice. I thought he was gonna be dead man. I was like, oh, he just. I, I don't think he was available to do all the voice acting that was that was required of him. Plus, he's not a voice actor. The only time I've ever even seen him act, it's been in real small roles. Did you guys ever see um, the courtroom episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Mm -hmm. No. Uh, he he's he's in it. He's he's like a crazy old man with a bird. It, it's it's funny. <laughs> I know what he's talking about. Um, Dobbs, have you encountered Woe Man yet? <laughs> Woe Man. Keanu Reeves, he's Woe Man. I, I, I said I said last episode, I dropped that joke somewhere, and I don't want all of our listeners to be out of the joke. Uh, uh, Keanu Reeves went to Kojima Productions in Tokyo, and I made the joke, oh, he's going to be in the game, he's going to be Woe Man. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was clever. I want everyone to know that was my joke, and I'm sure I'm the only one who came up with it. <laughs> I'll, I'll say this. All those pictures that you saw of uh, people being in the studio, a picture on Twitter, keep an eye out. That's all I'll say. <laughs> I mean, I know that there are lots of – I know Conan O'Brien's in the goddamn game. So, I mean, oh, dude, his, door, his, doors are open, man. I don't – anyone could be in there. His his part's funny as fuck. Wait until you see him. I mean, they, they kind of showed the video on the show. He gives you a little otter hat. And he talks about his cosplay buddy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, they spoiled it already. Fucking dummies. Idiots. Stupid idiots. I don't know. They put Conan O'Brien in their game. That's a pretty good decision. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. But yeah, th definitely this game is really polarizing because you have the people yeah. that are just like, oh, it's a UPS simulator for like the first hour that they played. I, I know Jim Sterling like ripped it to pieces, but he hates everything, so. Nah, I don't, I don't take him that good, serious. He's not a Sorry. very good measurement for whether a game's going to be good. Mm -hmm. No, usually he'll take a criticism, like fucking give an inch, take a mile, and fucking make a... Mountain out of molehill kind of thing, you know. Yeah, I think he realizes that people who are watching him want to see him harp on one criticism for ten minutes, and that's what all of his review videos are, for better or worse. I mean, he's still entertaining. I, I like Jim Quisition fine, but when it comes to him criticizing an individual release, no interest. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. And Zach, you brought up a uh, a post in the, the Facebook chat about how like <laughs> Kojima was like, "Oh, Americans don't understand." Yeah, like it's... I didn't weigh in on that on purpose because I I didn't know any of the angles. Well, I, I double checked to make sure that like that was an actual quote. It was. It was like an interview he gave to some uh, gaming outfit or some shit. And um, I think that 
it was taken out of context slightly for what he was saying. Yeah. But he basically said, like, it seems like the game is being more well-received in Europe and Japan than America. And he's like, I I guess it's because FPSs and stuff are really popular in America. And this game is definitely not that. I get what he's saying. But, yeah, he's he's on – it would be like uh, an actor – being on Letterman and them saying, your movie's not reviewed very well. What do you think about that? And then they're supposed to say, well, I guess they have a good point. No, he's he's trying to hype up his game. Of course he's going to say something like that. I guess the, the, the thing that kind of bugged me that, that he said was when he was saying the French and Italians can appreciate art better is, is, is something that he did basically actually said. And I was like, really? Come on. <laughs> I, get, I, get, I get what he's saying. I think, uh, I think most... Um, media and and critics in American media kind of suck. Oh, they do suck, but yeah. I mean, to say something like that implies no that art isn't appreciated in America, though. I thought he was talking about critics. He made it. He he went to art and talking about how f- the French and Italians and Europeans appreciate art better. Maybe. Mm-hmm. That's that's not a maybe. That's what he said. <laughs> no, I, I to to his point. Yeah, whatever. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, man, I wish I could talk about the story, but you guys are not very far into it, so I guess we'll save that for another episode when you guys are deeper into story. We can do a spinoff of now play or yeah, now playing, and it could be now playing, and we can just talk about it when we all beat it. Mm-hmm. I'd really like to beat it in a hurry, but I don't see it happening. I wanted to beat it before Pokemon hit, but I, I don't think I can do it. I, Especially considering I, I was stupid and I picked up Luigi's Mansion the same day. But <laughs> Luigi's Mansion is like a 15, 18 hour game. And I really feel like if I sat down, I could bang out the rest of that game before my vacation's over. So it's, it's a struggle because uh, I took the vacation to do a bunch of home stuff, but also because Death Stranding came out. But. Luigi's Mansion is like, mm, come on, you can beat me. You can do it, man. I know you can do it. So I kind of want to just get Luigi's Mansion out of the way. There's 15 floors, and I just beat the boss of floor eight. So, you know, how much more of the game could there be? Yeah, I, I just want to get through the story. Um, and if I think that the gameplay is worth it in the later stages of the game, I'll replay it so I can do the side missions and do it that way or say yeah. that. No, I just enjoy it. Do the side missions if they feel right. That's that's a lesson I learned way too late in life. And I wish I could go back and tell myself when I was like a freshman in college or something. Mm. Don't worry about 100%ing a game on your first time out. Don't worry about forcing your way through the story the first time out. Enjoy the game the first time. That way, when you beat it, you don't have to feel like, oh, I got it's an obligation. I got to go back. I got to get the bad ending. I got to go back and do all side quests. I have to go collect all the stupid feathers in stupid Italy or whatever. (laughs) If if, if a side quest comes up and it sounds like something you want to do, do it. If not, don't. Just, you're playing the game to have fun. It's not a chore. And I really wish I would have learned that 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. But that's my advice to literally everyone who plays video games. Just play it to have fun. That's what they were made for. Most of them. Most. Um, I guess we'll end it unless you guys have anything else you want to bring up. No, I, I feel like we hammered on topics. Yeah, it was I'm a, pretty satisfied. It's a nice juicy episode. That was disgusting of me to say, but 
anyway, if you want to catch more of Big Trouble Little Podcast or get in, get in some color, which is our wrestling podcast, make sure you go to novnetwork.podbean.com. I know you guys are listening because there was over 80 downloads uh, the past week. So I know you guys are there. Just comment. I did. The, we did this in getting some color, but what do you guys think about the Indiana Jones series? Do you like it or do you think it sucks? Please tell us in the comment section, and then we'll mention you in the next episode. And if you, you think, think it sucks, you're no fun. Please tell me which communist nation you live in. <laughs> yes, Russians. I hate these guys. <laughs> no, he doesn't say I hate these guys. He just says Russians. he should have. <laughs> but until well, that's two weeks down the road keep your pants on <laughs> no <laughs> but until next time everybody we'll see you next week see ya. at least the beast thanks for listening